God's grace that saves a sinner, and it's grace that helps him grow. In Genesis chapter 2, we learn about the origin of marriage. The Creator of all said, It is not good that the man should be alone. God gave us the amazing gift of marriage for us to enjoy our journey on this earth. Today, we will be learning from a series on biblical principles of marriage that will help us cultivate a God-honoring relationship. Here is Pastor Wilkerson. Hello, friends, and welcome to Grace to Grow podcast. I am so honored that you would even listen to this. I listen to a few podcasts from time to time, and I know many of you are busy, have things going. Maybe you're on a treadmill, or maybe you are in your truck or car driving someplace and listening, or maybe at home, uh, getting ready to retire for the evening. Whatever it is that is uh, taking place while you're listening, I pray that God will bless you and help you. We're talking about the ministry of marriage. In Genesis chapter 3, we have talked about Genesis chapter 2 is the purpose of marriage, and that is really to glorify God, to provide companionship to each other. It's the arena in which we can enjoy physical touch and pleasure, and then it's the optimum environment in which to raise children. We see that there the problem was Adam was without a spouse. And God stepped in and provided Eve a partner for life, one in which he would need to make a priority. He said, for the cause of marriage, you leave and you cleave. You leave other relationships and you cleave to the one that God gave you. And then there needs to be an openness and a special privacy that God gives. And he tells us the man and his wife are both naked and unashamed and Nothing came between them, even clothes. There was an openness there. And then in chapter three, we see the fall of man. And uh, we've talked a little bit about contentment and connection. Two principles we can learn. Number one, there was a lot of things available to Eve in the Garden of Eden. And she found herself around the one thing she couldn't have. Want the spouse that you have and not another. Well, if you don't want the spouse you have, you'll be looking over the fence for another. And then you're going to find some problems you're going to find lots of problems. And it begins with a lack of gratitude to God. And the Bible says in everything, give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Pressuring your spouse will not change, but letting God change you is a game changer for sure. If you see a problem in your spouse and you handle it wrong, you become the problem (laughs) real quick. Lots of things to learn about that. But one thing I can change in my relationship I cannot change my wife, Lenta, and there's very few things I want to change about her, but I cannot change her. And it's not my job. job. If I try to do that, I'm off my rug. My job is to change me. And number one, we learned that we need to be a contented person. One of the greatest blessings you can do for your marriage is to provide your spouse with a contented spouse. Want what you have, not what you don't have. When it comes to possessions, be careful. Sometimes you find a spouse that's just not happy with this house, not happy with this neighborhood, not happy with this car, not happy with this vacation. Just can't make them happy. Good night in the morning. That's not a biblical mindset. Godliness with contentment is great gain. Let your conversation be without covetousness and be content with such things as you have. God tells us this particular principle over and over and over again. The second principle we just touched barely on the last podcast was that of connection, staying connected to each other. And that connection is challenging spiritually. Stay connected by 
reading your Bible daily, praying daily, attending church faithfully, giving to the Lord what belongs to him, a penny out of every dime, uh, a dime out of every dollar, a dollar every, every 10. Be honest with God. Go to heaven and not owe God any money. Decide you decided you're going to steal from God for the last time. You're not doing that again. You're going to honor him with your substance and with the first fruits of all the extra he decides to give you. I think you'll find that to be a blessing to every relationship. And then be a witness. These are five things that can help us stay connected, going to church together. They say that 50% of marriages end in divorce. 17% of marriages that attend church faithfully one time a week will end in divorce. And that's something. Sometimes people say, well, the, the, the statistics in the church are no different than the statistics in the world. I don't know about that. that. I like that statistic, and I think it's more accurate. 17% of marriages where the husband and wife attend church at least one time a week, and I think three to thrive is better than that, but within divorce, 2% of marriages where the husband and wife pray together daily would end in a divorce. Isn't that interesting? Prayer is a vital part of that. You know what that person who prays together, they're staying connected, aren't they? Connected spiritually, connected emotionally. And sometimes we can become extremely cold with our spouse where we non-responsive. We don't answer questions or we answer them harshly or rough or we shut them down. Boy, that's an enemy to connection. Make sure that you work to stay connected emotionally. Men were usually a little more logical and ladies are a little more emotional. That's the, God made a, the beautiful body of a lady to carry a baby. And because of that, there is uh, definite challenges in her emotion from time to time. They're not bad. They're beautifully made by the Lord. At the same time, we're different. And God made us different that he might make us one. We need each other. And we want to make sure that we stay connected in our emotions and then connected in our physical attraction to each other and the physical intimacy that is made, especially for the marriage relationship and exclusively for the marriage relationship. You know what the Bible says in Hebrews 13, 4, marriage is honorable and all. Well, if you get married, do it honorably because it's an honorable thing. And the bed is undefiled. The physical relationship between a man and his wife, that, no one else is welcome to that one, buddy. That's made for two. But whoremongers and adulterers, God will judge. Don't be active sexually or uh, intimately with anyone who is not your husband or not your wife. Uh, make a decision. Get away from that. Flee fornication. That is the admonition from the Lord. And that's a good thing for me. And it's a good thing for you. Stay connected physically. Several years ago, I was um, counseling a couple. They were going through a difficult time. And of course, I, uh, I did not know everything, but they had beautiful children. They, had, uh, they were in ministry, but they said, you know what, Pastor, we'd like to talk to you. They were not members of our church, but I, I talked to them. And they said, we were having a little bit of a hard time, but it's become extremely difficult with what happened recently. The wife began to tell me, she says, well, you know, I met my husband and we've been together. We have great kids. But we just were not getting along. So I decided I was going to go back home in the Midwest and just uh, to chill a little bit, just to separate and to think and clear my head. And uh, when I went back home, there was a problem. And uh, it happened at the airport. 
See, when I was in high school, she went on to tell me I conceived a baby with a young man that I should not have been with, but he had a desire to be a career military person. My mother was the school counselor and the academic counselor. She was furious and upset with me. And matter of fact, she moved me to a family member's house where I had the child and put him up for adoption, never to see that baby again. In the meantime, she went to the young man and said, if you ever so much as contact my daughter again, I will make sure you never get into the military. And he believed her and he never contacted. However, as I sat in the airport that day in that terminal number one, was sitting to get ready to board a Southwest Airlines flight, going back to clear my head, to separate temporary from my husband, and left the kids with him, and I was going to go back and hang out and chill a little bit. While I was sitting to get ready to get on the plane, that young man who I had not seen in over 16 years steps out of the plane. I'm getting ready to get on. He saw me, I saw him, and we connected instantly. I stood up and he said, what are you doing? I said, well, I'm, I'm living here and I've married, I have children, but I'm going through a hard spot right now. I'm just going to go back to my mom's and kind of just clear my head and get some me time and uh, see where I, what I'm going to do. And the young man said, I just finished a divorce. I'm a free man. Maybe this is what needs to happen. Maybe this, what always should have happened is happening now. Take my number. She told me, said, Pastor, I should have never taken his number, but I did. I took his number and I exchanged him with mine. And he said, that relationship has really messed our relationship up. And that marriage, unfortunately, did not make it. Large and bare because of connection. And you know, when two people are not connected to each other, Satan likes to come in between. Who could have arranged such a rendezvous? I don't know of anyone who could have done that, but the devil. Only Satan could do that. And he did and successfully created all kinds of mayhem that has still complicated those precious kids and their lives and their happiness because of a lack of connection. The next thing was communication. You know, it's interesting. Satan did not bite Eve in that serpent form and make her eat that and shove that uh, fruit down her throat. No, she brought it to her mouth freely. But you know where it started? It started with communication. It started with a dumb question. Yeah, if God said. And you know, I submit to you that many illicit relationships start not in a hotel room, not in some kind of a rendezvous, but with a dumb question. No, oh, you look sad today. What's the matter? You having a hard time at home? Dumb questions that generate discontentment and um, hurt and questions that create all kinds of strife. Some clowns, sometimes it's the girl, sometimes it's the guy. Sometimes it's just a dumb question. Communication. Dear friend, if you don't talk to your spouse, I think someone else will. And you will want to know what they're talking about. Satan will send someone to communicate with your spouse. I want to encourage you, friend, to make sure that you communicate. Now, communication is challenging. You know, it wasn't as challenging when I was dating Linda. And oh, the reason Linda married me is because I talked her into it. I just kept talking. 
I kept telling her how beautiful she is, how wonderful and how great life you're going to have. I talked and talked. But after I got married, it wasn't too long till I kind of was a man of few words. I talked all day long. I was a school teacher. And I came home. I didn't want to talk anymore. But Linda wasn't done talking. And I needed to listen and engage. Even in recent days, I sat in the bed with Linda and we just talked. And we talked for about 15 minutes. She said, John, thank you for listening to me. Thank you for talking with me. I always feel much closer to you when we talk. And I thank you for that. Oh, how communication is so important. Every healthy relationship has got to have some strong communication. You can't have a good communication with God. Excuse me. You can't have a good relationship with God without healthy communication. Yeah. And that's with our children, with moms and dads, with siblings, with our boss at work. But no more is it more important than with our husband, with our, our wife, learning to communicate. Communication is a challenging thing. And uh, how important it is for us to stay faithfully engaged in communication. So with that in mind today, I want to encourage you, be content, stay connected, and communicate effectively. You know, some of us, we're yellers, aren't we? We just get loud. May I just say, the louder the volume, usually the less the communication. Be careful about that. Learn to understand that questions soften someone's conscience. Accusations harden the will. When I'm witnessing to someone and trying to talk to them about Jesus Christ, especially if they're from another faith, I like to ask them questions. Because I can learn a lot about them, and they're not so much resistant to a few questions. When you're speaking to your spouse, asking questions and then listening, listening with your eyes. Your eye is uh, the lie of the body's the eye. Listen with your eyes, listen with your ears, listen with attentiveness. Let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak and slow to rap. Don't get angry. You know, angry people don't listen well. People who are angry are not good listeners to God's word. He said, look, be slow to speak ready to listen and slow to get angry. Don't do it. Let's make sure that we're careful about that. The wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. Learn to communicate effectively. We may talk about that on a future podcast. Our time is up and I've enjoyed the opportunity to share these moments with you. Let's work to be a contented spouse. Let's stay to be a connected spouse. And let's work very hard to be a communicative spouse. Communicating our love, our commitment, our attention, our affection, and our affirmation to the one that we love, that God has given us a chance to share life with in this life. May God bless you. Have a wonderful day in Jesus. The opportunity for a man and woman to be one flesh is a gift given to us by God. We pray this series will be an encouragement and tool that allows you to keep investing in your marriage so that it may be a light of God's love in this lost world. Please consider sharing this podcast so it may be a blessing to others. Have a great day in Jesus.